0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Chicago Justice Show. I'm your host, Tracy Siska. I'm also Executive Director of the Chicago Justice Project. You can find out more about what we we do at chicagojustice.org or get involved at cjpnation.org. Just a quick reminder, you can get involved live from any of the platforms we broadcast this to, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, just by dropping a comment or question in the chat. Um, They all come to my desktop here. Okay, we're going to start right away with um, a segment I am calling Pro-Cop Media. So you know there's this um, belief, conspiracy theory, massive, and it's been out there forever from conservatives to media, left-wing media conspiracy. And when you challenge that and you start trying to boil it down like how do they actually how does the mechanics of this massive worldwide conspiracy of of the media um, exist and how does it function they always shut up right or they lie or they um, avoid evade change the subject or like in Chicago with Martin Prieb, the ex spokesman I think from the fraternal order of police um, he just blocks you on Twitter because he doesn't like he doesn't like that He doesn't like that when you question, like I always ask him when they hire new people every month because you sure someone gets hired every month and people are leaving, right? It's a big, big industry, not as big as it used to be, but still big enough in Chicago. Like, where are the meanings to go get indoctrinated? He didn't really like that. So anyways, there's this left-wing conspiracy. Massive, 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 massive. And I'm going to bring you to exhibit number one or why there really isn't one and um why um, the media is at least centrist at the very least if not conservative more or less especially the leaders and the people reading a lot of the people reading the news on tv i mean a lot of those people are making millions and millions of dollars seem pretty capitalistic to me but anyways we are going to show our first, this pro cop media, for those listening to the pod, you can see the video on our website. It's embedded in the post that posts the pod. Um, we have a, a posting a tweet by NBC news, Chicago. Source CPD officer hit in chest after gun discharges during argument with wife. Okie dokie. Could that have been any more neutral or naive, bland, weak? Is it possible? Is it possible? Here are some alternative headlines for you. Source. CPD officer hit in chest after gun discharges during argument with wife. No, I'm sorry. That is, that's not the alternative. That's NBC. I have a few more I want to read from, from other outlets. Okay. I'm not showing the video, but of the, of them, but, um, I want to read you. So that was NBC's. That's what we, we posted their tweet. The Sun-Times off duty, Chicago police officer fatally shoots husband. Also an officer during struggle over gun in far Northwest side home. Not too bad. But it's still leaving out the most important piece of, inform- one of the most important pieces of information there. Black club, Chicago off-duty Chicago police officer fatally shot during an argument with wife, also an officer copa investigating. Tribune off-duty cop fatally shot on Chicago's Northwest side. Officials say second officer, second off-duty officer involved in shooting. Well, she's pretty damn neutral to me now. Remember, when you hear all of that, right, as neutral as those are, remember, as we talked in the beginning, there's a left-wing, massive left-wing media conspiracy against the police and against conservatives in this country. So that's what the FOP believes, that's what John 50, that's what I'm going to call him for now, I've decided. John 50 is FOP President John Cantzara, who has 50 complaints against him. If you're a Last Week Tonight fan, please go check out not this last Sunday show, but the Sunday before, and you will see John Oliver psyched a Chicago Justice Project report on Mr. Zara. But all of them, the right wing, the FOP, John 50, they all believe that there's a left-wing media conspiracy. All right, so those neutral headlines, remember, what those headlines I wrote were from NBC Chicago, NBC5 Chicago, the Sun-Times, Black Club, Chicago Tribune. Yep, massive, massive conspiracy. Here are some alternative headlines that are more, probably are significantly closer to the truth. CPD officer shoots her officer husband in domestic violence incident. If you're struggling over a weapon, if you're arguing, it's basically domestic violence, ladies and gentlemen. Next, just to pull the gun, is violence. Officer claims shooting of officer husband was accident not that great i'm not in love with that one domestic violence incident involving two officers ends in shooting there you go in two of our headlines that i propose that i think would have been more realistic and better to use there's a term that's not in any of the headlines i read to you and not any of the headlines i saw those aren't all the headlines what term is it it's domestic violence ladies and gentlemen It's domestic violence. When one person pulls a gun on another, anywhere, and they struggle over the gun, it's safe to say that there was some violence involved in that incident, don't you think? And if that violence happens in a home, it's domestic violence. But the media, who's obviously left-wing nutjob cop-haters, Wanted to be so hateful at the cops, they left out domestic violence. cop cop fatally shot during argument with wife. Off-duty cop fatally shot on Chicago's northwest side. Officials say second officer, second off-duty officer involved in shooting. What the hell? Could be any almost. That's pretty uninformative. Right? Isn't that pretty uninformative? It's unbelievably uninformative. As a society, we need to talk about violence against women. And this doesn't necessarily look, i get to that in a minute, about whether it is violence against women, because we don't know what happened. Although there has been some breaking developments in the case I'll talk about in a second. We need to talk about violence in our homes, both domestic violence and sexual assault, more openly, more courageously, and much more often than we do. This was domestic violence. Say it, say it. You look at the left wing conspiracy, left wing meaning conspiracy. If there is such a one, why did they treat this officer so well? Now remember ladies and gentlemen, if you can think back a little bit in time, There was another incident involving an officer, domestic violence, where an officer, I think it was a female officer, they were both out drinking, they both got drunk, it may have been his wife, but anyways, he supposedly kills himself in his bed, and on the northwest side, in the same district, this one happened, they cops did everything they could to cover it up, including... Including 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 throwing out the mattress eventually it got thrown behind the district station and then eventually it just got thrown out with the garbage in an effort to cover up what actually happened. There was another one where the the media was just totally at the time it happened totally missing the mark. It's because they're cop haters. Obviously only cop haters would write such bland headlines now imagine ladies and gentlemen those headlines were two black people or two brown people or a black and a brown person just not cops though do you think those headlines would have been that bland no way it's just it's just ridiculous, and that's just more proof that there isn't this left-wing conspiracy. You think The cops, the FOP, John 50, the alt-right, the white wing of, of Chicago and this country have this imaginary view that running around about brutality or misconduct is somehow part of some conspiracy because you shouldn't do it. John Cat and the rest of the FOP, they don't think they should, in the police department, they don't think they should ever be questioned. Their actions, their decisions are always perfect and above reproach from anyone, especially anyone that believes in human rights or civil rights or justice, fairness, any of those things, which is a perfect segue to this next story. It's from The Tribe. It's an interview of Kim Fox. And it's Bella Haas. I don't really know how to pronounce that. B A H H S. Hope, Bella, that I got that right. She is a Chicago based raptivist and revolutionary, nationally known for making sedition irresistible through her art, activism, and advocacy. Okay. Um. It's an interesting, it's an interesting um, headline. There's no doubt about it. I mean, a headline. It's an interesting interview, right? And I think people should read it. You see, there's two types of reactions to Kim Fox. She's God. She's the devil. Getting in between is really, really hard. Now, Bala Haas here is an abolitionist, so she's not... An absolute lover of of fox is she's further much further left than fox now so a reminder before we go into this i am once again the only person my organization is the only organization the only person involved in this that is actually suing fox so trust me when i say my my um my views here are are independent of ideology now The interview glosses over completely. The Jesse Smollett incident. That's a mistake. She did it. She got caught lying. She was incompetent in that whole affair. She should own it. And have to answer questions about it. She probably wouldn't do the interview. I bet you it was part of the reason she probably wouldn't do the interview if she was going to be asked questions about it. The interview took, by, took, took place at the Westside Justice Center, for whatever that's worth. Um, it's an interesting interview. Mean, we're going to go over some of it. I agree with Fox on a lot of things. The title of this interview is Kim Fox's Scapegoat. Yes, no doubt about it. No doubt about. It. Even with the Smollett stuff, and she should own what she did, and she did a lot, and she needs to own a lot of it. Even with that, no, there's no doubt she's a scapegoat. No doubt part of the response to her is because she's black. No doubt part of the response to her is because she's a woman. No part part of the response is she's progressive. No part, no doubt part of the response is she's simply using the discretion and power of her office that she was given. And by the way, Lamy's Diddle, let me tell you. She's been reelected a second time. I mean, you know, she's been reelected, so this is her second term. Some people must agree with what she's doing, right? Okay, so let's get to the article. Now, even black Chicagoans are turning their backs on Fox when she drops ill-begotten felony charges and refuses to condone illig- illig- Ill- illegitimate policing. She's accused of aiding and abetting criminals when she opposes her promise to divest from prosecuting nonviolent crimes and drops penny charges against thousands of poor black people, her detractors harp on a single case in which they they accuse her of showing preferential, preferential treatment to one black celebrity. Jesse Smiley case, and they're glossing over it. That's the only time you'll hear it. That's wrong. Get back to the article. When she supports parole for people who have been incarcerated for decades, she's accused of supporting murderers. When she supports probation, pretrial freedom and alternatives to incarceration, she's blamed for all the failures of an already broken system of policing and punishment. Damn right. Now, like I said, they should talk more about the smaller case. So that's not, I'm not trying to do that. I've written about it. It was horrible. Now, for all those, just a little context, smaller probably should have never been arrested. Shouldn't have been charged with what he was charged with. All of that happened because he was black. People lie to the police all the time. I don't mind him getting charged with some misdemeanors and paying back the 80 or 100 grand to cost the city to investigate everything. But what's going on with the 16 felony charges of disorderly conduct, what, what the hell is that? that? That probably shouldn't even be on the books. And then them dropping the charges and then a special prosecutor named, it's a joke. And it's a white wing attack, 100%. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, bail reform started in 2016. Why didn't crime go up in 17, 18, and 19 if it was so bad? Just some context. Let's get back to the article. In the meantime, Fox's efforts are a step in the right direction, but political adversaries and media pundits discourage belief in a world where justice and punishment are not synonymous by mischaracterizing Fox's support for abolition reforms and dangerous, careless, and threatening to public safety. Last summer, for example, when Fox took a stance against filing charges against peaceful protesters, Chicago Police Department David Brown and Mayor Lightfoot said that she was emboldening criminals by dropping charges against people involved in looting. Not true. But listen, Lightfoot and Brown, you, you know they're lying because their mouths are moving for the most part. Is Lori Lightfoot a lie about everything? No, but she lies enough that you can't basically trust anything she says, especially in policing matters. She's been god-awful. God awful. Listen, for a lot of the time, a lot of the problem was the courts were closed, and they, and Greg Greg Hines from Cranes and Mike Flannery from Fox 32 were giving it to Fox in a press conference about all oh my these people they haven't been prosecuted yet. And it's like, oh, courts have been closed. What do you want me to do? Um, um I don't know. Convict them anyways. That's the white wing of Chicago. That's the stupidity you get. Once again, evidence of a left-wing media conspiracy, two white male um, alt-right conservative media figures pounding on a black female prosecutor that is completely and 100% in conflict with the facts, but they don't care. They're just carrying the water for the mayor, the superintendent and the FOP and the alt-right of Chicago. Here comes some truth, though. Back to the article, and so the notion of somehow that one person in office—I think this is Fox—and so the notion that somehow there's one person in office that is responsible for literally decades of violence, that has been rooted in disinvestment, and is a disingenuous argument, damn straight. I don't remember in two—I don't remember in 2016, in that horrifically violent year, which it was, that people thought that there were that the then state's attorney who was a more traditional prosecutor was responsible for that. I don't remember hearing that the state's attorney have passed in those violent years of before were somehow responsible. Of course not. Cause as long as you don't challenge police officers and specifically white police officers and do their bidding and be their whores, you're fine. You can do that all day till the cows come home, just do that and you're fine. You won't get blamed for anything challenge that use your discretion that's a problem in 2016 before Fox got in office Chicago recorded the highest number of homicides 762 in two decades well there was the number 762 there was the highest in two decades after Fox's election the number decreased to 653 in 2017 561 in 2018 and 492 in 2019 that's right ladies and gentlemen they went down from 762 Upon the year she was elected. But the year she got elected in November. Got into office in December. Those aren't hers. You couldn't possibly say she owns them. They went down from 762 the year she was elected. To 492 in 2019. That is a 270 murder drop out of 762. Nearly 40%. While bail reform was in place. This is what simple facts do. This is why Greg Hines at Cranes is a total, unprecedented, unbelievable hack. That is why Mike Flannery at Fox 32 is an unbelievable, total hack. Because they should have these numbers. Crime goes up when the pandemic hits. There's unrest and protests around the George Floyd murder. They sweep nationwide. There's looting in Chicago. All of a sudden, everything that's going on in Chicago is Kim Fox's fault. And these idiots like um, Hines, Flannery, a bunch of other media, Lightfoot, Brown, they're pushing this narrative of hatred and vitriol that is completely unrelated, untethered to the facts of what's going on in Chicago. Completely untethered. Bail reform starts. Homicides in the next three years, because it started at the end of 2016. In the next three years, homicides go down almost just under 40% up until the pandemic hits. Then everything Fox has been doing is wrong. Totally untethered to the facts. Here's our last part of the article we're going to look at. And this is Fox again. And so I I get frustrated, not because of the personal pointed attacks. I get frustrated because people who live in neighborhoods like this East East Garfield park, who want to have the same quality of life, like those kids at LaSalle, LaSalle had, that I got to see. They don't want, that's a school she went to. They don't want leaders pretending about what real issues are because then we'll see the same cycles over and over and over again, Fox said, and we're not going to get to real answers. If we don't talk about the real problems, what the real problems are, that oh, if we don't talk about what the real problems are, that's my frustration. Of course. Of course. The media doesn't connect tax increment financing, TIF programs, and disinvestment in all these communities to the problems in Chicago. Address poverty. Reopen those goddamn schools where I'm closed. Reopen the mental health clinics. Really invest in these communities. Take TIF money and invest in these communities. No, 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 no. It's all this progressive prosecutor. She's horrible. The reality is, Lori Lightfoot, political hack. David Brown, political hack. Alderman Lopez, political hack. Alderman Napolitano, political hack. Alderman Sposato, political hack. Maybe racist. I mean, maybe outright racist. Right? And there's others in the city council that I can't think of right now. They're all exploiting the violence for political points. They're not looking for solutions. This is about attack and exploitation, pure and simple. It's sick. It's sick. They all want to go back to a way when it was better. When was the criminal justice system operating well in Chicago? You're insane. These people are psychos. But what basically they don't want, they just don't want the cops to be questioned. That's what they want. Believe everything they do. It's very sad. All right, last segment for today. This is a tweet, and I don't know who this is. So it's a tweet from Cook County ASA is the uh, tag here person purports to be a, uh, a current Cook County Assistant State Attorney, if I were to put them politically, I would put them up Anita Alvarez's butt, politic wise. Very pro Anita, very pro Dick Devine, very pro the old regime, very anti-science, I shouldn't say very anti-science, but anti-science enough in the stuff that they disagree with. And like I said, I don't know if this person's an assistant state's attorney. It's an anonymous account. For all I know, this is Lori Lightfoot or some you know guy living in his grandparents' basement and never getting out of the house. But I do think it's interesting. And we're talking about this case is about a sergeant, a 19-year veteran of the city. CD- uh, of the CPD. So let me read here. Sergeant, since April 2020, Onita Carney and her husband were loading purchases in their 2022 Toyota 4 Rummer at Sam's Club, 9400 Southwestern Avenue. When three males asked if they needed help around 6 45 p.m., prosecutors said one offender jumped in and took off with the car. Her and her husband ran after the car and she fired one shot. But oh, she did not report. Firing the shot when she called 911, which she is obligated to do. Kearney, I think that's how you pronounce her last name, has been charged with felony reckless discharge of a firearm. So, my question is what the hell was she thinking? Oh no, I'm going to go back to this real quick. What the hell was she thinking? Why would a veteran officer of 19 years fire that bullet? She hit someone. She's done. She's done anyways, but I mean, she's really done. You can't shoot people fleeing unless you can prove they're an imminent threat of violence to you or someone else. That's it. Stealing your property is not it. You cannot shoot at them fleeing. Everyone asks, why? 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 Well, very very easy answer. Most of the time, when you shoot at something, you miss. That bullet still has to hit someone. We do not want bullets flying around the city. We'd rather have the insurance company just give you a new car. The quote here from ASA, County ASA, goes into, and the link will be on the website, our website, Goes into like the parts of the law that talk about why she can't do this I don't understand when she pulls that trigger what she was thinking how does that turn out what is she hoping to hit the tire her job is still most likely gone for firing that bullet if she hits one of those kids, they're going to sue the shit out of her. And they can. So, how does this turn out in the end now? She's up on felony charges. There's going to be a police board. There's going to be a COPA investigation and blah, blah, blah. And they're going to file charges for her dismissal, most likely. In although Brown, who knows, with Superintendent Brown, he could give her a slap on the wrist. But I think she's going to lose her job. And i think she's going to lose her job not necessarily because of the internal investigation she's going to lose her job because it's going to be part of the plea agreement she's charged with a felony right reckless discharge of a weapon yes reckless felony reckless discharge of a firearm okay she's going to plead to a misdemeanor no doubt about it as part of that like a recent other case which i can't remember the officer's name She's going to agree to give up her job and agree to never be a police officer again. A friend of mine, who I think knew her in the academy, but I'm not sure if the years add up, but maybe he's been on that long, said, hope this one incident wouldn't define her career. Here's the problem, and I understand the sentiment behind it. This is the same sentiment people in the community have when someone goes commits a, a felony. Or any crime, but specifically a felony. And they get sent to jail for five, seven, eight, ten 10 years. Like, oh my God, why this one mistake? He only took 30 seconds, you know? Oh my God. Yeah, it's the same thing. And if you're... If your sentiment is to be taken legitimately, then you also have to take that sentiment from offenders you arrest, from that sentiment not from the offenders, but the offenders' families and friends and loved ones and wives and girlfriends and partners or whatever and kids, you have to take that seriously. Is it going to define her whole career? It's going to end her career for sure. She's done, most likely. My bet is Fox is going to make her plead to a, will allow her to plead to a felony if she gives up her job. Under Illinois law, you cannot be a police officer and have a felony conviction. So if she pleads down to some kind of lesser felony, she will definitely have to give up her job. I'm not sure if she should have to plead to a felony because no one was hit, but I do think she should have to give up her job. And it sucks, and I know it sucks when you have friends that get caught up in the system, but it sucks for everyone who has friends that get caught up in the system. Just not white coppers, right? It sucks for everyone. The system is not built on rehabilitation. It's built on destroying people and destroying their families and communities. And it's what has happened all along. Her career is over. I am interested to know the backstory of the rest of her career. If confronted with this situation, one of her immediate reactions was to fire her weapon. Now, real quick. As I said, I don't think she'd have to plead to a felony. I'm not convinced of it yet. But that's consistency in my progressive views on things. And those progressive views are for everyone. Not just black and brown people, but everyone. But especially black and brown people. But if I want a justice system that cannot destroy people for making one mistake or two mistakes, then it's got to be for everyone. And that includes officers. I do think she has to lose her job. Um, I know cops think that's like the mortal worst thing ever. People lose their jobs all the goddamn time. I have friends that have been fired from five jobs. Bye. You got to go. You can't be a cop. Take her gun away. Don't let her carry a gun ever again. Take her Ford card away. No, 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 no. She has proven she cannot work with it. It's mere luck that someone wasn't killed. But... Should she have to be incarcerated to some long sentence? No, I don't think so. If we take her job away, if we take her gun away, is she likely to reoffend? I think that's low. So as I am a person who believes and we need to greatly reduce the rate at which we incarcerate people in this country, I don't think people that are likely to reoffend, even if they've committed some low-level acts of violence i don't necessarily think incarcerating them is making the situation better i don't think race incarcerating carney is going to make that situation better however if the justice system continues to do it to black and brown people that aren't cops she's got to go she has to right there's that old saying what is good, good for the goose is good for the gander ladies and gentlemen If we are going to throw a black or brown person in jail for that, then she's got uh, that's not a cop. She's got to go. If we're going to consistently not put people in jail for that, then she's not doesn't have she shouldn't go. Although there is an argument that police officers have greater training and responsibility and thus should feel the punishment of what they do greater than the average public average person. I agree with that to some degree. I'm still not sure she should go to prison, but I do think she's going to lose her job. We'll see. It'll take six months or a year, most likely to work its way through. Um, But she seems screwed. And she seems like she probably should be screwed at this point. I don't want her to go to jail, but she's definitely going to lose her job. All right, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you. We're going to see you Wednesday um, for streaming. We will be back Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central. We will be off on Monday, but I will see you Wednesday at 12 p.m. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you on Wednesday. Have a great weekend. Stay safe.